0: Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah.
1: God bless us, everyone. Excelsior! Welcome back. Welcome back, my radio family, my best and brightest. I'm Jay Severin. Together we are the Blaze Radio Network. one hundred three three nine three. 900 3393 one 900 3393 And my even keel at the moment belies the spikes in my blood pressure, which by virtue of today's news are guaranteed I just hope my cardiologist is on duty any of the times in my life I've ever gotten seriously injured or sick it's always been like on a Saturday night you know or a Sunday and so if I have to go to the hospital and see instead of seeing my doctor invariably I get like you know the first year resident who says well who has a book in one hand and is saying, was that the right leg or the left leg? Anyway, uh, we're talking major organs here, so uh, but I hope we're not. Uh, welcome back. Yes, this is our Christmas show. As you know, I am on the press plane. Uh, I mean well actually I'm I'm up in first class with the president and the worst lady. And we're leaving for Hawaii uh, in uh, in uh, just a couple of hours. So this is uh, our Christmas show here. And uh, as such, uh, I, I I want to use good judgment in being uplifting, forward-looking, except nothing in the news suggests such a thing. I want you to know, though, that even though and and this is by the way the uh this is the standard you know uh, like in apartments in in Manhattan when you rent a department they they have like a, it's called like a junior 6 or a classic 8 or something and it, it it's all it's a real estate term right well kind of in 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 media if there's any standard of absence that standard is August especially late August and that varies that varies for me it, it used to be fairly standard but that varies now Um, but the one standard I've always tried to keep especially once I had a family and for my own sanity is is Christmas and in order to have some semblance uh, of as close as I ever get. I and mean, we all choose what we do, right? I mean, I'm not, this is in no way a veiled complaint uh, or a lament. I'm the luckiest guy in the world because what what I love, my, my passion is my work. And that makes me a lucky fellow indeed. But the only time during the year, to the degree even then I'm able to get close to unwinding because I'm like my dad was. I remember my dad telling me, "It I need to be away. Oh, I'm not going, I'm not, by the way, I won't be away, but I'll be away mentally. I'll, I'll be with my family. Our Christmas tree is up. You know, the doggies are here. Everyone's fairly healthy. Uh, but my dad used to say, you know, I, I, I'm not, I can't be on vacation until like the first seven, eight, nine days. That's how long it took him to unwind before he really felt like his vertebrae had loosened and like in his lungs had expanded and, you know, his, his pulse Slowed down. I'm pretty much the same way. So, I'm doing the stand. I'm doing the standard uh, ten, and the standard is the standard ten days uh, in media. Not everyone does it, but it's, it's at least I grew up in the business knowing the standard ten was the ten days. Uh, you you took off Christmas week. And, you know, out of your you allotted vacation for the year you planned it such that you would take off uh, the the week of christmas and then uh the death valley uh, uh the other death valley of news which is which are the days following christmas and then everyone comes back i don't know if obama does but <clears throat> traditionally presidents would return and congress and the news media everyone comes back on the monday following New Year's Day, and it generally adds up to to 10 days. That's what I'm planning Uh, with one important asterisk, and that is usually, historically, I never want there to be any news during that 10-day period for fairly obvious reasons, especially nowadays i don't want there to be any big news because you know what big news means these days it it means tears for somebody it means worse than tears i don't want that you don't want that but i told you there was an ask sisterisk here but I do want you to know, so I've said it, and you know it. I will, as ever, be on Twitter. Uh, if I'm not for 24 hours, it, it, other other than Christmas Day or something, you you know that there, I'm having some technical problem, okay, and I can't communicate it to you. But I don't anticipate that, and so uh, I really think there are more of us than the 21 or 2,000. Followers that I officially have, so I wouldn't mind it at all as a Christmas present. If you would ask just you know one person, maybe two, that you think the show would please or greatly aggravate, I, I would consider it a greater gift if if you picked people that you thought it would greatly aggravate uh, to sign up and follow us at J A Y underscore S E. V E R I N. At J A Y underscore S E V E R I N. That would be a swell gift to me if uh, we can, because by adding Twitter followers, we just add our reach. It means yours, mine, our thoughts, okay? Gets to a bigger audience, gives us a bigger voice. A- adding to that. Uh, Enormous vocal range we have here by virtue of the Blaze Radio Network. But uh, meanwhile, uh, so know that I will be with you to make, offer, produce, proffer, commentary on matters big and small and in between during my time away. No, again, not away, but my time off the air. But know this. Me and my brethren, my team, our team at the Blaze Radio Network, there is no vacation or holiday or away for us that supersedes the news. So if, if something really big should happen, and for a variety of reasons uh, aforementioned, I hope it doesn't. Because I th- I think I know what that will n- news will be. Uh, and we don't want it. But if anything big happens, you tune us in first. Because we will be here. Because the boss is going to find us. And we're we're going to be very findable. Because we will be standing. We'll already know. We'll be waiting for Dom's call, and the boss will find us and say, let's let's go, everybody, lock and load. Let's get ready to go on the air. You know we, the team at the Blaze Radio Network, will be on it. We'll be here. We'll be live. We'll be wall-to-wall. But for everyone's sake, for my partner's sake, for the boss's sake, for my sake, for my family's sake, for your sake, for humanity's sake I'm hoping that we are granted a comparatively a relatively peaceful loving you know 10 days or so during which time the special our special forces radio unit will not be called on to lock and load. We just want peace if we could just have you know peace for christmas and hanukkah it's all we're asking that and a screaming yellow maserati convertible
0: the Jay severin show only on the blaze radio network The Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: One triple eight nine 888 900 3393 Okay, so I have insinuated uh, some spiritually uh, 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 solid reasons to be uh, full of joy. It's Christmas. Enough of that. Now to the news. And I have two items here that uh, compete with others for the lead story of the day. But as usual, I'm going to use my judgment and hope you concur with it. That is to say, I hope it spikes your blood pressure along with mine. I'm going to go with this one because it is indicative of a couple of things. It's indicative of the media's power, perverse power, to be perverse. That is to say, to be johornalists, not journalists. Their power to influence the news by refusing to report it. Instead of what they usually do, which is to report it, but twist it. Now, I'm going to tell you about a story that maybe everybody I'm going to bet in this audience knows. But you're going to tell somebody in the next 24 hours, you're going to tell somebody who hasn't heard it. And that is an outrage. That is an outrageous journalistic perversion because this story ought to be wall-to-wall. I learned of this story yesterday afternoon when it was too late to do anything with it or about it, here on our show. I heard nothing about it all evening long on the cable stations and on various other sources that I'm typically on. Last night, I fell asleep, woke up with a little bud in my ear. BBC is on. As you know, they do the news headlines every half hour. And the first news briefs I heard contained this story. Schools, public schools in the American state of Virginia all public schools in the American state of Virginia are closed today as the result of an enormous Outrage over a Muslim calligraphy class. And this was most unfortunate for me because I knew what the story was. And I knew the story had nothing to do with calligraphy. Calligraphy being the practice and art of very received lettering, uh, uh, you know, of, of language, you know, beautifully, what were once called engraved, pre-engraved, you know, beautiful lettering, artful lettering of letters, but usually invitations or uh, you know, notes and things like that, calligraphy, you, you know what that is. You know it when you see it. And the BBC said it was outrage from parents over a Muslim calligraphy class. And and then they gave it a follow-up sentence, which said uh, parents of Virginia public school students complained when the students were asked to copy some Islamic verse as a practice in calligraphy. And in other news, that's that's what the British Broadcasting court that's what the world heard last night about us. Do you know what actually happened yesterday? And please tell me you know about this story. And if you don't, please share with me your sense of, yes, outrage that you don't know what happened. Because this is one of the two great examples I have for you today of the media being johornalists by not reporting something as well as perverting it. Do you know what happened yesterday in a school in Virginia, in the American state of Virginia? As part of, I believe it was a geography class, but it was part of the normal learning. They would later say, the teachers, the principal, school board would later say this was a normal learning. Normal part of of our learning content here. I don't know why anyone's upset This is what grade school students. I believe they were in middle middle school or maybe in seventh and eighth grade I'm not sure Here's what the students were not asked to do Here's what the students in public taxpayer funded American schools in the American state of Virginia yesterday were required to do in the classroom. They were required to write down, to copy, the Islamic, is it the Ashada? It's, it's the prayer of reverence. It's the declaration of reverence. And it begins, there is but one God. He is Allah. And the students were required to write this down and to copy the entire thing. And then, according to the slender, uh, infrequent, spotty reports I heard, up until this moment, I understand the girl students were asked, quote-unquote, to wear a headscarf and read aloud to the class, there is only one God. He is Allah. And then read the rest of the Islamic prayer of of reverence in the classroom of public schools in the American state of Virginia yesterday. And when God knows how this even got out, but when it did, there has apparently never been a response in recorded modern history of parents of students to this school. Parents didn't just call, parents got in the car and went down to the school to yank their kids out of it and complained and got lawyers and went to the school board and did. And this is just the beginning of this. And. This is what's going on in American public schools. My friends, we're losing our country.
0: Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network with
1: partners one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. 900 3393 have an opinion one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three 900 3393 on anything I mean uh, so public schools in the American state of Virginia were closed today now How are we to react to that? is that, Is that good news? It's good news insofar as this created enough of a problem, enough attention that the schools were closed. But I can also imagine, and I haven't read anything on this yet, I can imagine that, think about this, I know I know I know the, I know you're with me on this, not that it's true, but that it could be right I'll bet that there are people we know there are people twisted enough out there, especially teachers and principals, teachers' union, that the reason the schools were closed was because they thought this represented a wave of hate of Islamophobia, and the best thing to do for the safety of all students was to close the schools until this until this unprecedented wave of hate had passed over the school system. You know there are twisted people who think that. And at some point in the not distant future, I'm putting my money on the prospect that I will have a chance to say to you, Remember before Christmas when they closed the Virginia Public Schools because the day before the kids were required to write Islamic prayers and recite them and put on the headscarf and everything? Remember when I said that maybe the reason they closed the schools? Look, I hope that's not why because it would be so dreadful if that's the reason why. Another reason could be. There was so much confusion and so many parents who said they were holding their kids out of school that they just got discombobulated, they, the administrators, and decided to close school so they could straighten things out. I don't know that it required the, the, you know, school closing. All you do is fire and arrest the principal uh, and any teachers who had anything to do with the decision-making in this regard indict them, and prosecute them for uh, ideally whatever multiple felonies could possibly be conjured from the law and uh, imprison them for as long as the maximum uh, permits. But the schools were closed, and that's why in the American state of Virginia today. Competing with that, in my view for the trophy of why our America is disintegrating is this. And I don't, I've thought about this and I don't know how to play this other than to just tell you about it straight. Maybe you've heard about this. Maybe you haven't. This is a story about journalism about how we get our news or don't it's also a story about your president it requires only that you really think i know you're here to think this one requires that you really double extra secret probation think about what i'm about what i'm about to tell you barack obama had a meeting with the editors of the New York Times. And in the meeting with the editors of the New York Times, the question was put to him, I can't believe it was, but it was, the question was put to him, Mr. President, could you reflect on the notion that a lot of people seem to have the sense That your response to Paris, the murderous terror in Paris, and most especially the murderous terror of Americans here in America, in San Bernardino, there seems to be some rogue notion out there that perhaps you didn't have your finger on this, that that you were not on top of it. Now, of course, we're not saying this, Mr. President. It's just that some crazy, you know, clan uh, Trumpian Republican kind of people have said this, and we, we just—I'm making that up. That's not—I mean, it's a, you know, it's a, I'm not quoting that. Uh, uh, but you know, you can imagine the the nature in which they put this question to him. Right? This is what Obama said. I understand, I'm paraphrasing here. The reason I I can't quote it to you is really the point of this story. You know, Jay, if it's that important, how come you're not quoting to us? Doesn't it deserve to be quoted verbatim? Yes, it does. And I'll tell you in a moment why I can't. Because that's the second part of the story. First part of the story is the President of the United States, answer. And Barack Hussein, Obama's answer was, I can understand how it is someone might get that misimpression because, frankly, I don't watch a lot of cable television. I know now you you think I'm making this up, okay? This is me, Jay, just breaking in to say you think I'm making this up if you don't know the story. The president of the United States said, I really don't watch a lot of cable television and therefore I didn't really understand the nature and the depth of the way these events touched people. You have a president of the United States who actually said the words, I don't watch enough cable television to have understood... I didn't really get how these murders touched people. He he said that. The president that is of of the United States said that. I don't watch enough cable television to have really gotten this. So I so that's why I didn't really understand Paris or San Bernardino because I don't watch enough cable television. This is the notion, the thought process. This Is, is this what... I grew up actually wanting my children to go to Harvard and Harvard Law School. This is what it gets you? This is the great genius. This is the product of Harvard Law School. That's what this is all about. I've sat in classes in Harvard Law School. And I could tell you they were, it was like they were speaking another language most of the time. And I'm not a real dumb guy. But. Barack Obama, oh, he was executive editor of the Harvard Law School Review, and he was first in his class, and he was topsy-turvy, and, and this is the great genius? This is the great president of the United States with his finger on the pulse of the American ethos such that after there was murderous terror in Paris and then murderous terror in his own country, which you and I know, don't forget, he spent 10 days in a river in Egypt. Denial, didn't he? Didn't he? He spent 10 days trying to deny that this really ever happened. And if it really did happen, it certainly wasn't terror. And if it was terror, which it wasn't, It certainly had nothing to do with mm, mm, Muslims. Certainly couldn't possibly have any connection there. Any connection. That's how he spent his first 10 days. Not showing up. Not being on the scene. Not calling the victims' families. Not calling it what everyone knew it was. Not demonstrating a molecule of leadership. And now... This is his defense. Well, frankly, I I don't watch enough cable television. This is the president of the United States. Think of the think of the volume and diversity and quality of information. About everything in the world, from Russian nuclear payloads to how many cigars are going to be shipped by Cuba this year, down to, but he doesn't know this in California. And he didn't, didn't get it. He couldn't get it. And he said, you know, I really didn't get it. And I didn't get it because I don't watch enough cable television. That's the president of the United States. Now, you think that's bad? Maybe it's the worst, but you want more bad? Straight ahead.
0: J. Severin, The Blaze Radio Network.
1: Show. On the Blaze Radio Network, one triple eight nine hundred three 888 900 3393 900 3393 Okay, I'll finish up here. I, I, I didn't mean to do that as a tease for tease's sake. I was late on the clock, so uh, I tried to get cute. Here is the other part of that story. The president, your president of the United States, said... He didn't really get people's apprehension, anxiety, grief, fear. He didn't get it because he doesn't watch enough cable television. And he didn't say television. He said cable television. Now, we could spend a couple of hours analyzing that, but we won't right now. He said, I don't watch enough cable television. So, see, I didn't get. I couldn't do, do you, This is a validation of everything about Barack Obama I have ever instinctively felt and maybe you have. He is a cold-blooded bastard. He couldn't get by his own admission and only now for political points. He he couldn't get couldn't relate to the suffering of others as others did because he just doesn't watch enough cable television. You know, there's a psychiatric term for someone who just can't quite get the sorrow and apprehension and anxiety and sense of loss of others who experience loss, tragedy in their lives. Are you, are you, I'm not a psychiatrist and I, I only once in a while play one on the radio, but are you acquainted with the general psychiatric term for someone lacking empathy such that they can on their own understand what it means when 14 people are yanked from this mortal coil by a sudden act of unspeakable violence, when 14 families are without a mommy, a daddy, a brother, a son, whatever, and then 20 others are lying crippled in the hospital from the attack, someone with the inability to to experience a sense of empathy for something like that. It's called, in its milder form, a sociopath. And rather than nibble around at the fringes here, let me say, I believe and have always believed that. Barack Obama is a sociopath I believe he's a clinical sociopath I also believe by the way Bill Clinton is a clinical sociopath the difference is in another life Bill Clinton would just sit in his basement committing self-abuse reading comic books and watching porn but Obama's the real thing Obama would be up in a bell tower somewhere I mean, I've always believed that. Oh, by the way, the less kind word, the less charitable term for sociopath is psychopath.
0: The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: And the good news, bad news, good news is that there's a whole big major point on this. I done forgot Excelsior. Welcome back my radio family to our annual Christmas Hanukkah and not to forget that most splendid of totally made up holidays Kwanzaa show here on the blaze radio network. one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three one triple eight 900 3393 900 3393 you know Kwanzaa based on the Ancient, not, uh, festival of harvesting the droppings of cows, you know, BS. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we may get into that. Hey, I forgot, uh, all caught up in psychiatry, you know, as often I do, uh, a result of my training. But when I get to these, uh, moments of, of Freudian, uh, Slip Freudian half slip Freudian uh, water bra i any of these Freudian moments I get carried away and and I cheated you out of the media component of that last point okay not only are we plagued with a in my view narcissistic sociopathic president who actually says unprompted to the new york times yeah yeah you know i i just didn't get all these people it's all upset about all these people shot and dead uh, because i don't watch enough cable tv not only did he say that seriously but the reason i can't tell you exactly i mean that's exactly what he said Because I have a splendid memory, a derivative of idemic imagery, one of the few mutations of which I'm proud. Uh, It's something like photographic memory, though it has to do with uh, matters auditory. It means things I've heard and, and, and seen, but not the printed word necessarily. I knew people from Harvard Law School that uh, who went to Harvard Law School who I, I think they probably, at least for many years, seemed to attract like a magnet people with what, what is called a photographic memory. And let me tell you, if, you, if you're if you reading 1,400 pages of contract law, uh, or no, no, realist, no, 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 tax law, if you're reading... If you're reading, you know, 1,400 pages of tax code for your assignment for the next two days, uh, really, really pronounced photographic memory or really, really good uh, narcotics connections uh, downtown helped tremendously. Uh, In any case, you know why I can't tell you right now? why i can't proffer the verbatim read of what obama said now i i i requested of you that you really really think about what obama said that he 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 didn't he admits to not getting it because he didn't watch watch it on cable tv so he didn't get people's uh, being upset by the killing and the death all right so I continue to ask you to really think about that. Now, this one is, I admit, secondary, but who, boy, it's a real close second. I beg you, I ask you, that you carefully consider, nota bene, this one. Why can't I tell you verbatim what Obama said? Why can't I read it to you? Because it was originally not only said to the New York Times, it was printed in the New York Times. New York Times printed it. Why can't I read it to you? Why can't you read it to me? Well, the answer is, at least in my case, I've looked for it. And I looked for it, and I looked for it. And then it was reported at about one thirty. at least that's when I heard it, thirty Eastern time, that the New York Times had scrubbed it. They washed it. They spiked it. They removed it. It's like the parade at Red Square every year where they've got all the Soviet leaders and on some years, if someone falls out of favor or the KGB finds it necessary to accidentally shoot someone in the head and they're not available for this year's class yearbook photograph, they just kind of get rubbed out. You know, before they had animatronics and stuff, before they could, before they could make Mickey Mouse and Donald appear in between the Soviet leaders before they could, like, have the leader of North Korea being hugged by Minnie Mouse and make it look realistic. Well, they would just, like, there would be this really awkward kind of smudge where you could see the picture had been altered. This goes back now. I mean, this goes way back, but I, re- I remember seeing these. You could see these. You could look these up today. In any case, the reason I cannot proffer the verbatim read of Obama's sociopathic admission that he didn't and couldn't really get the death and the suffering and dying and stuff because he didn't watch enough cable television coverage of it is because the New York Times scrubbed it. They washed it. They removed it. Do you know who does that? Who does that? I mean, I don't have a particular answer. Who who does that? North Korea does that. China does that. What, What newspaper publishes something and then scrubs it? And what I'm about, the accusation I'm about to level, I cannot justify. Well, no, I can justify it. I I cannot substantiate it. Sorry. I cannot substantiate, as in, in law, I cannot substantiate the explanation I'm about to proffer. But I believe it as much as I believe in my family and you and truth and Christmas. I mean it. Here's how, that's how much I mean it. And here's what I have to say. You know and I know that that was scrubbed from the New York Times because the Obama White House called them up and either asked them to politely or threatened them. But you and I know if it were possible to check all means of communication it's impossible, of course. But you know and I know, just as surely as there is Christmas, you know and I know that the Obama White House told the New York Times to wash that, to scrub it, to spike it. In the finest tradition of journalism. the New York Times lifted the sentences where Obama said oh, I didn't get it because I don't watch enough cable television. It's not there anymore. It was there, and I guess enough people took a screen grab of it or something that they got it, but it's like it was never there. Boy, journalism is good for Democrats, but Johornalism is even better.
0: This is Jay Severin, on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: This is the Jay
1: Severin Show. These are my partners. Try to match them. The Blaze Radio Network, one 888 3393 We move next to another kind of politics. But first to our partners on the phone. Oh, and by the way, Jay from Denver, you're not getting out of this that easy. Call back. That's I would normally request it, but as you know, as an officer of this command, I'm ordering you to call back bonnie from south carolina welcome
3: thank you i just wanted to um say that the school in, about the school in stanton virginia it was in augusta county and i only heard that it was just the augusta county schools in virginia i don't know i didn't hear you say that i thought you said all the schools in in virginia maybe so i haven't heard that and well, ma'am, the, that the, was. The,
1: the report uh from which i'm operating is from the BBC and Uh the last report and I and I this is an example of something I hear and then I should you know should go to other sources for updates as long as I know Uh I've got what they said right I figure they are a reliable source because even though they're commies they are a reliable (laughs) source you know of of news whatever slant Uh they put on it and the BBC Uh was reporting as of the early morning hours eastern time uh this morning that the Virginia public schools the public schools sorry public schools in the American state of Virginia are closed today. Though it makes much more sense to me that what you just said is true. That maybe within well, I, that county they were closed.
3: I I believe that but I'm not sure now because I'm not there in South Carolina. Don't no, know. no, no that, that could be.
1: But let me ask you, Bonnie, it let's assume let's assume the BBC kind of over-reported that, and I kind of uh-huh. fouled up not, not getting it more precisely. Is it any less scandalous if it's just no. that county?
3: No, no. I just cannot fathom someone being able to do this. and I, I mean, I just can't understand. I'm just old school, and children, private school, you know, and homeschool some, and I just can't understand how any of this could, you know, how how it could happen, but I just see a lot of um, evidence. I hear a lot of things, you know, from other schools, Texas, different places that have these problems, you know, little problems, but they become big problems because I cannot imagine the repercussions if they had taught some kind of handwriting or did calligraphy in, um, in, Christ- with Christianity, you
1: know. Well, saying, in Kentucky, you know, beliefs, it, within the last forty-eight hours, ma'am, in the state of Kentucky, uh, uh, Charlie Brown, the uh, uh, a grade school production of Charlie Brown's Christmas, was canceled. Another one uh, had excised from its script. When I don't know if it's Pig Pen or which of the characters. Finds the realizes the true meaning of Christmas, and he reads from Luke, and they took that out because they said you can't have you you can't have that, and 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 in this same county, maybe the same school, the uh, 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 Christmas carols were also canceled. Meanwhile, in Virginia, young women. Are standing up, putting on headscarves, mm-hmm. and reading their homework, which is there is only one God, Allah, in Virginia, in the United I, I just, States.
3: And it's it's just awful. I just don't know what's happened. I, and I'm old, so it doesn't you know it won't pertain to me. But I I, I fear for my children and my grandchildren and and um
1: my my my, my dear woman you are you are <laughs> you are the vessel of experience and observation, and it means so much more coming from you because when someone who's thirty five says, "Wow <clears throat> that that's a that's kind of a big change. They have no idea, do they? No, they don't know how it was and how
3: it is now they haven't been there. They haven't been where I've been, and they, and and I Seeing don't know where what they're you've going. Seen. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I yeah. tell you, it's just it just it makes me cringe. I can't sleep sometimes thinking about it. And they have so much on social media about these things, and people squelch the idea of having going to social, you know, the like the Facebook yeah. or whatever. But but they have yeah. so many interesting things on there and I know something well, Bonnie, probably on problem, as, well as, as
1: well as pardon me Bonnie your problem ma'am is the opposite of the president of the united states and that is I,
3: know that. Well, watch I know that. too much
1: you watch too much television <laughs>
3: Well, I I got the information about um, the schools from Rush yesterday, your friend Rush. (laughs) And and, uh, I didn't hear all of his show today, so I don't know if he commented on this situation, but I did read something Uh, on the social media. I I caught
1: sections of it. I caught sections of it. I I don't believe he did, but I can't say for sure. Rush today (laughs) seemed absolutely single-minded, and I salute him in his uh, uh, obsessive upset with the uh, <clears throat> the fact that the Republicans who control both houses went ahead and passed a budget, which was oh. everything and li- was literally everything and more than Obama That's had asked
3: President for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, heard, I read that too, and I just I don't, I don't understand. I mean, it's we the people, and I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go, what to do and and um you're just kind of in a in a bad place you don't know what to do and it's just kind of being pushed I did hear that two of the I think two families or two refugees had come to South Carolina and go I go I wouldn't said be, no, I wouldn't be surprised. But came I on. remember
1: I remember and I and I and I and I, I I I I smite myself for this. I remember hearing a week ago and I reported to you that that hundreds of refugees had already been moved into Texas, into the Dallas well, and Houston areas. That. And and I felt, I admit to a very selfish moment of relief because I said, oh, whew, well, I'm up here, you know, I'm up here in New England and they're down there in, in, in Houston and Dallas. And then a little voice said, why, you dope? What, where, where do you think <laughs> they may be six months from now? Well, if they get in a but car, I, they could be where you live tomorrow morning. Well, I heard that these were coming through like
3: DSS. I, so there, so I think I just it was through DSS, and I said, "I just don't know what's happening." But anyway, uh, I, prayer is one thing, and I don't know what else to do. Well, we know, need, we'll, take, of, we'll take we'll we yeah, take all
1: you we you can get, we'll take all we can get.
3: You are a valued
1: you are a valued member of this audience, Bonnie, because you have experience and intelligence and there is no greater combination in the world. God bless you. Merry Christmas. And let's hear from you regularly in uh, the new year, my dear. Um, uh, What do I what am I doing here with time, Ty? All right. Uh, Mark from Maryland. Let's get started.
2: Hey, Jay, you know, fair is only fair. No God in school, <laughs> then no Allah in school. Is a Bible I, I I'd
1: been, say that's fair.
2: Yeah, if Bible's not allowed in school, then no Quran should be allowed in school. We gotta be fair about this.
1: I can't Just, believe how much of an Islamophobe you are.
2: Oh no, 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 no. I'm talking about, hey, you know, uh, there's no God, I mean, why can't have an Allah? You know, no Jesus
1: can't have an Allah. No, know, no, no, you Bible are you are phobic. Friend. Take it from me. Let oh, me take it from wow. a friend, so I so I can I can oh. let you down easy. You are oh, clearly afraid of of homos. No, wait, that would be homophobia. You you are afraid of something having to do with
0: Jay Severin. Excelsior. The Blaze Radio Network.
1: Partners on the Blaze Radio Network one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. 900 3393 Mark from Maryland, you are still there.
2: Yes, uh I must ask uh Jay uh please Mayor Copa. Uh, okay. Tut tut, uh, sir.
1: No fault. Thus no apology necessary.
2: And uh a good merry Mar Christmas to you.
1: <laughs> uh, i'm sorry a very a very merry
2: mar christmas as we say down here in the land of Mari.
1: <laughs> i don't know i don't i'm you you have me uh at odds sir i don't know the meaning
2: uh you ever listen to uh grandma got run over by a reindeer
1: i've heard it uh 10, times but I am uh, still not conversant with the lyric.
2: The very last line in it is, everybody mar Christmas. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so is, is it intended to be kind of a drunken slur of Mary?
2: Yeah, in a way.
1: Yes. Like like mar Christmas. All
2: right, all right we're just celebrating here. But, uh...
1: <laughs> okay. I, 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 I appreciate that. I, I just I didn't get it. You know, and the reason I didn't get it, Mark, I don't watch enough cable television.
2: Oh, that could be it, right there. Yeah,
1: yeah. If I watched more cable television, I'd I'd understand these quaint folk songs that you folk, that you plain folk, listen to. You know, yeah, and if, but... as president, I watched more cable television, I'd understand these emotions that you plain folk feel when there are things like, you know, murder. Death, suffering, you know.
2: And paying taxes.
1: <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. All right. You Mark, I care. thank you. And uh, Mark Mar Christmas from this end. One triple eight nine hundred 900 let us move along here on something that I want to make sure. Uh, I won't have time to say everything I want to say today, but I want to say this so that you know you heard it here early, if not first. One of the first things I heard this morning in American media was that, Heb! Heb! And by that, you know, I mean, Boosh! Boosh! Heb-a-Boosh! Was, again, and this is both the beauty and the grotesqueness of, <laughs> of, of, the American political system. You can be asked something and you could say something witless and awful and then you really get another five chances. You know, you could say later on, a week later, a month later, a year later, no, I was misunderstood. I didn't say that. Or it was taken out of context. Or, well, I, you, know, I did, you know, my thinking has changed. Okay, uh, I'm not sure that's all bad. You know, the thing is, as facts change, thoughtful women and men change their opinions and if you have an opinion and the facts attendant thereto change and you don't adjust your thinking well you're just a an acorn you know i mean you 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 you're you're a, you're a, a peanut it, you know it doesn't it, you must adjust your thinking as facts appertaining thereto change, if they do. Well, in any case, Heb Bush was asked within the last uh, 20 hours or so, again, whether his disdain for Donald Trump and Trumpism was so acute, that were Donald Trump to be the eventual nominee of the Republican Party, would Heb Bush still be able to put it all behind him, shake hands, endorse Donald Trump, encourage others to do so, and to vote for him, and encourage others to vote for him? And Heb Bush essentially said no. Said no. So a Republican asking for the votes of people who vote in a Republican primary is committing himself to what? In Bush's case, to nothing. Bush is committing himself to Bush. You know how I have mocked Bush and his elitism? Oh, mummy, well, you never told me I'd have to touch these people. Uh, you told me I could be president. Uh, Pater, mater. I, I want to be president. I just don't want to earn it. Some of these people smell. Some Some have names I can't pronounce. They have last names that require more than four letters. They're not entirely Anglo, it seems to me. What do I do? Well, these people are smelly and dumb. Well, Heb, they may be smelly. I'm pretty smelly at the end of the day, but I'm not as dumb as you at the end of any day. Uh, Jeb Bush saying that he... Would rat or or implying that he would rather vote for Hillary Clinton than support or vote for Donald Trump ought to be political suicide. And frankly, I think we're reaching the point where it is uh, redundancy. Now, the only reason that Bush is still around is his name and his money. And you might say, yeah, I wouldn't mind having either, you know, or certainly both. But here's the trick. Heb Bush's money was going to make the difference when times got really tough. And times get really tough after the early primaries when you start to lose. What money is for, if you're a politician, I'll give you the definition of money. Money is worth only one thing. Money, the meaning of money, is when you don't win in Iowa. I don't know how he'll do, but I think he's going to get his ass kicked. Uh, if you don't win in Iowa, and then a week later, you don't win in New Hampshire, which is going to hurt a lot more. There is no particular reason that Heb Bush ought to do well, particularly in Iowa. But he ought to do well in New Hampshire. Now, what would traditionally occur is if someone like Chris Christie finishes ahead of Bush in New Hampshire, if Bush were named Jones... Uh, He would drop out. He would have to. Because all of his money people would say, I've written you the last check you're getting from me. You're not winning. And I'm not interested in in charitable contributions. I did this to make an investment to access to the next president. I'd rather write this check to my church or to the United Way and right now you've become the same thing only a little less but that's not going to happen for heb bush heb bush has that extra edge because he's heb bush and he's got all this money but when heb if heb doesn't win in iowa and a week later he doesn't win in new hampshire and when i say not win don't forget That's a very broad spectrum in terms of definition. It not only matters that you not win, it matters to whom you lose. Not winning is defined by to whom you lose, right? In terms of your stature, your political stature. So it's one thing to say, well, how did you do in in Iowa? And you say, well, as it happens, I came in sixth. And you say, "Well, that's a tough break, but you know, it's it's not awful." You came in sixth. Who finished ahead of you? Carly Fiorina, George Pataki, Pee Wee Herman, Teddy Roosevelt, and Jerry Lewis. I, you know, I, I, you know, I, you know, wow, that's really rough. Rough. So it just, it, losing is defined by to whom you lose, not just where you place. So if Hebb throws up on himself in Iowa and he finishes behind, you know, Gilmore and Lindsey Graham, and then he goes to New Hampshire where he is, under traditional circumstances, Bush ought to win, place, or show. I mean, any Bush ought to win, place, or show in New Hampshire. If he finishes behind Chris Christie uh, and RuPaul in New Hampshire. I mean, actually RuPaul. I mean, if RuPaul is a write-in candidate and the, the transvestite RuPaul is a write-in candidate, gets more votes than that Bush. No, look, uh, if, he, if he does poorly in New Hampshire... Then you see it's another... All of this becomes exponentially worse and a new ball game. Then we turn south. How do you think Hebb's going to do in South Carolina? Well, that's an interesting question, you ask. Because South Carolina, Guru Jay Say, this is for your stocking for Christmas. This is for you to bring home for Christmas to the family. If Jeb Bush's money matters... And if things play out the way I imagine they will, anybody else who finishes in Iowa and New Hampshire, where I expect Heb will, would be deader than the turkey, the ham, or the duck you have for Christmas dinner. But because of his money and because of his name, I think he's going to make it. I'm vir- virtually certain Heb is going to make it. To South Carolina and South Carolina is going to be Bush's Alamo remember Guru Jay say South Carolina is going to be Bush's Alamo one way or the other I mean I I, I, I know the Alamo is not necessarily a harbinger of good things for the good guys what I mean to say is that's it that's it for Jeb Bush I think South Carolina will tell the tale I think he might resuscitate himself there and new life may be breathed into his otherwise uh, lifeless, so far, body. Or if he finishes behind Miley Cyrus in South Carolina, dead duck.
0: J Severin on the Place Radio Network. is Jay Severin. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio
1: Network and you are my partners one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three so imagine if Bush won't endorse Trump and won't vote for him and says so the big question is will that spread does that give cover at that moment see Heb Bush, did I say George? I do that all the time. If Heb Bush does not back Trump, if Trump is leading, then you see, it's not just Heb Bush. Heb Bush is doing that after all of the planning and machinations and the commitment of hundreds of millions of dollars from the GOP establishment. If you ever hear Heb Bush say, I cannot. He's going to give a speech. If he does this, he's going to give a speech and he's going to say, I cannot in good conscience endorse Donald Trump nor vote for him as the candidate or the future of the Republican Party so many of us love and all. I could write the speech right now. I have written speeches for Bush's uh, and for Reagan's. Uh, I, And that's what's going to happen. And the problem there, for those of us who might want to see someone other than Hillary as president, is that this lays down covering fire for other Republicans lower down on the pecking order, on the food chain. Chris Christie, Rand Paul, people you really don't know about, but. They might say, yeah, yeah, you know, we're not we're not for Trump either. And the problem is that this might extend to Cruz because the Democrats fear Donald Trump, but they hate Ted Cruz. See, they they don't know Trump. They never knew Trump. Trump is a new monster to them. They never heard of the monster named Donald Trump. But they have for years known of the conservative, i.e. monster, named Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is the real deal. They don't know yet if they need to fear him because they don't know, and I don't know, if he can beat Hillary Clinton. But they do hate him. And I do love you. Merry Christmas.
0: Jay Severin on The Blaze Radio Network.